You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Live event coming up in the near future. We're going to chat about that in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio, the Reverend Dr. James Bonick, his LCMS Executive Director of Pastoral Education and the Set Apart to Serve Initiative leader what's what's your official <laughs> title in that well it's executive director of set apart to serve of set apart to serve as well as well yes, ah. you're like that's two fancy. executive directors in one kind of yeah. wow that's special do you have multiple business cards and everything no ah <laughs> also joining <laughs> us in that? studio michael ten clay who's manager at standing partnership helping us with set apart to serve michael welcome good morning thanks good, good for being here we are a few weeks out from, not not too far from, a live event, a town hall. Right. What is, I, I have an idea what a town hall is, but I want to <laughs> make sure that we're all on the same page, including our listener. What is a town hall, Dr. Bonick? Well, a town hall is, we've been putting together lots of resources for congregations and schools, for pastors, congregations, parents, other church workers. And we finally have all those resources ready to go, or at least we will, um, by <laughs> September 27th. So it's a, it's a webinar, basically, and it's introducing the Set Apart to Serve materials. We'll talk about what Set Apart to Serve is a little bit. We'll talk about what the materials offer, and then we will have all those materials, there's a lot of them, available on our website. And I think we have over 200 people signed up already. And I think that list is growing. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And since it sounds like it's virtual, there's probably an unlimited amount of space. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. So let's take a step back to, to why we're doing this. Why are we investing in church work recruitment? Because it's what we do as Christians. <laughs> and what, what, what is it we do? We do what the Lord commands us. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. And Christ himself was obviously interested in the salvation of souls. That's his will and desire. We hear St. Paul say that to Timothy, that God desires all people to be saved. Well, one of the ways he does that is through our church workers proclaiming his precious gospel, our pastors and all of our church workers. So that's just what we do from generation to generation. There is also presently a shortage of church workers, pastors and Lutheran school teachers especially. And so one of the big reasons we're also doing it right now is just because we need people in our classrooms, in our pulpits, to proclaim that eternal message of Christ. So we're doing it because this is what God's people do. This is what <laughs> we're given to do. That's right. And particularly at this time, an emphasis on it because there's a greater need too. Right. So how does Set Apart to Serve then provide a framework for not just pastors or church workers, but for everyone in the church to encourage people to consider church work in the future? Well, we've done quite a bit of research with Set Apart to Serve, and the research says that there are some 
main influential adults in the lives of youth. The main influential adult for considering church work is the pastor. So he certainly is included. It certainly is all of our other church workers, especially the Lutheran school teacher and the DCE or youth worker, although not all youth workers are DCEs, but also parents. Parents are very influential. And then congregational members, which would include those youth workers who are maybe not a full-time church worker, but all the adults, the leadership of the congregation, the elders, the board of ed, Grandma Schmidt sitting in the pew. She's very influential to our youth considering church work. So we took that research and then we started building out those resources we talked about just a few moments ago. What are the resources for a pastor, for for a church worker, for a parent, for a congregational member that would help them to encourage our youth to consider church work? So they're like conversational guides, they're journey maps. What are the what's the journey of a youth and what's the prominent time where one of these influential adults might consider, you know, talking to them? What are some areas or entities out there that could help the congregation form church workers like the youth gathering or higher things, vocatio, Christ Academy. So, right, it's not just for pastors. Pastors are included, but it's for all those groups that I just talked about. Who have been some of the the partners? I know we've we've talked with a couple pilot partners, I think. Who are these these really influential pilot partners that you've been able to work with for Set Apart to Serve? Well, we only have a half hour, so I can't <laughs> list them all. Uh, almost any entity you can think of in the Missouri Synod is a partner. So some of the main ones are our seminaries. They've been just 100% full in. Our Concordia universities, full in, including like the presidents of these institutions, the directors of the church work programs, admissions, LWML, full in. Higher things fall in. And uh, we have like the seminaries I mentioned, but Christ Academy. We have CO, CPH, Concordia Publishing House. So right now we're writing a curriculum and they're working on putting that together as a full curriculum. I think you had them a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you did. Talking, <laughs> talking to them. LCEF mm-hmm. has contributed like $200,000 for this curriculum. Various on this program, you've had various ethnic leaders like Black Clergy Caucus is in, and the Hispanic Ministry is in, Climb, the Chinese Ministry is in. So, like almost anyone you can mention <laughs> across the Synod, I mean, they are just magnificent partners. So, Michael, what have we learned from these pilot partners yeah. it, that will be shared in the upcoming town hall? So I'll, I'll kind of take a roundabout way of answering that because I think it's important to take a look at where we were when we first started mm-hmm. to where we are now. Yeah. You know, and I think first and foremost, the, the idea that we were so fortunate to get all 35 districts represented was amazing. And what that really did was it allowed us to get perspective from across the Synod. And starting with that, we brought the pilot participants to the International Center for two days to to go over the resources that we initially developed and kind of get their initial thoughts, you know, what they what they were thinking would work, what they were thinking, oh, maybe we tweak this or, you know, maybe this won't work as well. What do you think about this? And it was really a good, good back and forth. And then ultimately how they would use these during the pilot time. <laughs> but 
in addition to that, what was really cool and really important as well was those conversations and meetings that we had with them about what they were already doing in their congregations, churches, and camps, and maybe what was working for them. Some of them were launching some things that, you know, had some traction. So we wanted to make sure we we thought about that. And we'll talk about that during the town hall. And then others were just weren't doing anything yet, which was fine because that was the goal is to have a starting point for them to, you know, understand what the resources could do for them, how they could help youth within, you know, their congregation, school and camp move forward. And then as we progressed on through the pilot program, we had touch, touch bases with them, monthly check-ins to where we did the same thing. We talked to them about how, what progress was being made what the resources were doing for them, or frankly, what they weren't doing and what we needed to consider and, and think about on changing. And then also new resources, which we'll talk about during the town hall as well, that, that weren't, weren't part of that launch, but, you know, now are, now will be. But, you know, through all of those conversations, I think one thing did bubble up to the top time and time again was these resources are fantastic. We love these. But the most important thing for all of us to, to remember and consider is we have to develop that trust with, with youth within our congregation, schools, and camps. And without that, those resources are kind of moot. They'll be secondary. They won't be able to be used as well. So we'll talk about that as well during the town hall on, on how, you, how you approach that, how you start to establish that trust. And then once you do, how those resources can really take it to the next level in terms of getting youth to consider church work. That's a, a really great point, especially when it comes to youth, but even others in the congregation too. What, you know, if we're talking about second career as yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, having that relationship that is that is built on trust yes. is so important for someone to take you seriously when you're talking about a career, a life change. Yeah. Uh, that's very important. Did any really great examples come to the top from any of the, the pilots that, yeah. of, of something like yeah, that? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit during the town hall, but I guess we can tease it a little bit. Sure. You know, in, ter- in terms of some, some congregations out in California were really taking the initiative to s- not separate, but have separate meetings with youth and just let them know that, hey, you are a part of part of this congregation. We want you to feel a part of this. And these are different different cards and, and resources that they already had, you know, that, that were helping them. And then they could take our resources and kind of take, like I said earlier, take it to the next level. So there were there was some some of that now that were being done. And and I think now that we're where we're at now with the pilot participants, they're doing even more of them. So in the town hall, we'll get to hear a little bit more in depth of, sure. of- in, in a sense, some of the best practices that have already been happening with the, the pilots. Exactly. That's Excellent. right. So, some of the pilot congregations actually put together some of their own resources. Mm-hmm. And we said, we like those so much. Can we use those? And so we've taken them, you know, did all the copy editing and made them look really nice. But uh, so, yeah, they've been pretty active mm-hmm. uh, out there experimenting and doing some of their own things. So that's going to be a great best practice for the whole synod. You mentioned congregation, schools, and camps. Yeah. So did you get to go to camp and, no. and spend some time at camp oh. this summer? Unfortunately not. Maybe <laughs> next summer. <laughs> were, were there any highlights from camp that, that came out of this that you remember? I I think just the the relationship part. You know, mm. we only, we were only able to have one camp. Not able. I mean, that was it was awesome, right? We had thirty five districts plus a camp. Mm-hmm. So I think they were able to provide some some aspect and in, in an idea of of church worker recruitment as a, through that lens, whereas through congregations and churches or, or churches and schools, schools, thank you. Uh, you don't really have that. Mm-hmm. So they have the ability because they're with them so much, so much more time, you know, throughout the summer to establish those relationships. 
and that trust. I'm just saying, if you need someone to go <laughs> investigate more about Andy's this, we will think about that. Yeah, <laughs> to go to camp for do a little, little bit. Road trip. That's right. <laughs> we are continuing our conversation on the Set Apart to Serve series, talking about the upcoming Set Apart to Serve Town Hall. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment, right here on the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are in our Set Apart to Serve series today with Reverend Dr. James Bonick and Michael Ten Clay, learning about the upcoming town hall. We've been talking a little bit about what we've learned from some of the pilot congregations, schools, and camp as well. And some of that will be shared in the upcoming town hall. Again, what's the date for that, Dr. Bonick? September 27th. September 27th. So <laughs> that's correct. I had to think really it soon. <laughs> you didn't know that I was going to like, you know, no, you throw, throw lots of curveballs out today. All right. So, so we've been learning from the, spent a, a year learning from the, the pilot congregations, correct. districts, schools, camp, all these places that have been partnering together to help us learn together and, and, and try, uh, use some of the, the materials that have been in, in development as well. What have we, where have we already seen Set apart to serve, taking root and really bearing fruit. Well, several places. We don't have any hard statistics yet. We're, we're still working on that and we're working on talking about a, a developing a dashboard. And that dashboard is going to, you know, how, how many times has a congregation or how many youth have been encouraged by a congregation or by a pastor? There, there's different measurements that we're, we're going to do. But Anecdotally, right now, both of our seminaries are have a little uptick in this fall's Master of Divinity first year class. They've had they had more applications this year than they have had in the last ten years. Not all those applications will come to fruition this fall. Some of those are second career individuals, however, whereas a second career individual doesn't take months but years to think about, contemplate, going back to the seminary. So we have some of that as well. We have our Concordia universities, and all of our Concordia universities are just doing a fantastic job with recruitment. They are putting it on their tile page of their websites now, church work programs. The presidents have just been wonderfully aggressive, from Dr. Bull to Friedrich to Don. All all of them have just been great, great partners in there. And they're having more conversation with more youth about entering their, their church work program. So I think that awareness, we were at the convention this past summer and, and Set Apart to Serve was one of the highlights of the convention. And we had worked it where the 
the LCMS display area was right next to the, all the Concordias together and right next to all the seminaries together. We had heard back from both the Concordia universities and from the seminaries that that, that was very fruitful, that people came through and they were talking more about church work programs than, than they have in the last several years. As a matter of fact, the seminaries came back and told us, we even had some people enroll in seminary from the convention. And I'm not sure how often that really happens. But so, I mean, those sorts of things, higher things, they brought an aware, a greater awareness now. And they're talking to the youth more about considering church work. So they've always been talking about, you know, what it means to be a baptized child of God and being in the word, but just this extra emphasis about considering church work. So. I would say the awareness and the conversation level has gone way up. And I think in the months and years ahead, because this is what we want to do, set apart to serve until the Lord returns. <laughs> now, if he comes today, that's just great. But if he's going to take a while, this is something that, that we'll be doing. And so we're going to start, like I said at the beginning, trying to measure some of these things to help our congregations and schools know that the word and our conversations really do make a difference. Yeah, it's interesting and good that this isn't just a like a six month. Oh, yeah, we want you to be a church worker. Now we're going to move on to something else. Like you guys are in this for the long haul. The church is in this for the long haul. We really want to change the hearts and minds of people who really think about this. And, and I, I mean, in our conversations, when we've been talking to people and just talking when we've gone to conferences this summer, there are so many more people talking about church work and right. The visibility of programs everywhere has has really increased and in more people are talking about it on social media. So right. I think the fruit of it is really showing in a lot of places, which is really, really wonderful. Right. You said social media. So we're working with communications here in the mm -hmm. building, right? And so they're putting a lot of things on Facebook, especially the second career. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to not only see the likes and the number of shares is just great. So everybody share when you see those on <laughs> Facebook. But also just the comments of, hey, we're doing this or blessings as we all do this together. I mean, there's just that awareness and joyful excitement, mm -hmm. I think, is a measurement right now that we're seeing. Yeah. And the knowledge of, of how many pastors and church workers that that I didn't realize were second career and really boosting up those right. that vocation is, yeah. well, maybe maybe this isn't your first thing, but it could be your second thing. And that's that's, that's a great thing for the church, too. Yeah. Michael, what are some of the resources and tools and things that we're going to learn about in this town hall? Sure. So during the town hall, we'll spend a good portion of time talking about what we're calling the resource hub. So the resource hub is where all of the resources and tools are going to be housed on, on lcms.org. And I alluded to this earlier, but, you know, with, with the pilot participants, we got a lot of good feedback. And one piece of feedback we got was, hey, when you think about this resource hub, let's structure it by audience. So make the user experience better. So if I'm a pastor or a, or a teacher or a, or a parent or another church worker, I can go onto the resource hub and say, all right, I'm a pastor. I'm going to click here. These are the resources for the pastor, right? And then we drill down a little bit more in terms of the resources that are specific to youth. So, okay, I'm a pastor and these are the resources for zero to 12 year olds. These are resources for 12 to 14 and then 14 to 18 plus. And that just allows allows everyone to have a better user experience and really get what they need in terms of resources when they're thinking about church work recruitment. In terms of the resources that we are going to cover off on, we have frequent last questions that were developed at the beginning of the pilot and just have continued to be changed and updated 
with all the good questions that we have just to make sure, you know, it's a, it's a good spot to come if you have questions about Set Apart to Serve. We have ways to encourage church workers and approach vocation. Vocation sometimes is kind of a, a weird topic to approach youth especially. Mm-hmm. So this breaks it down a little bit and, and helps with those initial conversations about vocation and how to become a church worker. And then thinking about those conversations, we have two conversation guides, one geared more towards junior high and then one geared more towards high school. And that's what I alluded to earlier about really digging in and, and having deeper conversations about vocation, what that means. And then from there, you know, what types of church work recruitment or excuse me, church church worker positions are out there? What What makes most sense for this individual youth? We have a mentoring guide, which goes over what mentorship is. You know, when we think about getting deeper and having a, a deeper trust, that mentorship is really important. So outlining questions and, and guides on how to go about strengthening that relationship and kind of going hand in hand. We have a job shadowing kit that outlines different church work positions, what makes most sense about, you know, how to go about job shadowing and questions to ask who you're job shadowing with and, and those types of things. And then Dr. Bonick talked about this earlier, but those journey maps, we have three separate journey maps separated by the age groups that we've talked about that cover off on different milestones throughout the journey from zero to 18 plus. And, you know, if I, I could be Johnny and I, I'm in this portion of the journey and these are the next steps that could be, you know, ahead of me in terms of milestones. And these are the resources as maybe I'm a parent or maybe I'm another church worker that can help them get to the next step. So that's that's a few, but you have to join to to kind of get a good feel for everything that's in store. Now, town hall implies that it's not just a select few who are invited to attend <laughs> this. So this is open to open to anyone. Anyone. Yeah. How do I participate sure. in a town hall? So you just go to lcms.org and the set apart to serve landing page there on the right side, there's a register link. Click that and you just enter your name, your congregation, the district that you're a part of. And then a few days before the town hall, we'll send a Zoom link and, and that actually can be shared with others. But I think one thing to note is every congregation who signs up does get a welcome kit. So all the more incentive to to sign up. Now, Dr. Bonick, will you be sending out each of those kits individually yourself? You'd be like signing each one. <laughs> I I may have people helping me. Oh, <laughs> oh. but I will be involved. Yes. Any any hint? What's in the the welcome kit? Yeah, with the posters, maybe some stickers, pens. But you have to get one to see everything mm-hmm. that's in it. Very Everyone good. loves stickers and pens, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> LCMS.org/sas. Anything else we need to know in order to prepare for the town hall or or what if we, we can't make it on the, the 27th? Uh, thank you for bringing that up. So this will be recorded. And then the resource hub that we talked about, it will be saved on the resource hub. So anyone who can't attend and jump into that resource hub and and download it and, and watch at their leisure. Very good. It's interesting who's signing up. Institutions, at least the universities are signing up. Schools are signing up. Congregations, like committees. So even like a one sign up is more than one person yeah. sometimes. And, and then certainly church workers and laity. So we just, there's a whole spectrum. There's a real, there's an interest in, and if you see like a, what do you call it? QR, 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 QR code. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see that, share it. You know, and because you're right, town hall means anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. With all these people signing up, it, 
is the pressure on now? You really got to be like ready to go. <laughs> the excitement, the excitement, yeah, was, excitement. Yeah. Pilots have already prepared us for this. So it's yeah, just we're exciting. Ready. We're ready to go. <laughs> good. Very good. LCMS.org/sas. You can learn more about Set Apart to Serve there. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. James Bonick, LCMS Executive Director of Pastoral Education and Set Apart to Serve. Thank you so much for being our guest, Dr. Bonick. Thank Bonnick. you very much. And Michael Ten Clay, Manager at Standing Partnership. Thanks so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.